The views and discussion expressed on this program do not necessarily represent those of the hosts of the program. WMKV, Maple Knoll Communities, WLHS, the Lakota Local School District, or staff and management. The information and advice presented are educational in nature and not intended to be taken as specific legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Always consult with your own legal, accounting, or other professional before making any investment. Welcome to Real Life Real Estate Investing, a show to help you gain financial freedom by investing in real estate. Brought to you by the Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati and the Ohio Real Estate Investors Association. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing on WMKV, WLHS, and the Maple Knoll Radio Network. And now your host, Vena Jones-Cox. Good afternoon. I am Vena Jones-Cox, and this is Real Life Real Estate Investing. This is your public radio source for the advice and news and techniques that you need to know and internalize and use to start or build your own real estate investing business. Today on Real Life Real Estate Investing, we're going to talk about that scary, scary thing for all of those listeners who, unlike me, are over the age of 40 internet marketing for your real estate business. But first, a couple of quick announcements. The Ohio, Kentucky, and Indiana areas are all a Twitter over the arrival of Mr. Pete Fortunato at Cincinnati RIA tomorrow night. He'll be doing a presentation tomorrow about how to use what you have to get what you want. And then, of course, the much-anticipated two-day seminar on Saturday, or, yeah, Saturday and Sunday of this week. Tomorrow night's RIA meeting is a guest night, so it is open to anyone who would like to come to Cincinnati and attend and listen to Pete's Wisdom for 90 minutes or so. Uh, you can get more information about that at CincinnatiRIA.com. That's CincinnatiREIA.com. And the early meeting, uh, which you might also want to attend because it's closely related to a lot of the things that Pete talks about, is called Deeds Indeed with Attorney James Flex. He's going to Talk about the difference between all those different kinds of deeds you see when you're researching properties, quick claim deeds, general warranty, limited warranty, trustee deeds, all of those sorts of things. That's at 6 o'clock. Again, more information at CincinnatiRIA.com. While you're there, you might notice that the Cincinnati RIA wholesaling meeting is this evening. The wholesaling subgroup is uh, held at Foley's in Reading and uh, is open to members. Begins at 6.30 for dinner and lecture at 7.00. My guest today is Mr. Ryan Bush, who describes himself as a serial entrepreneur. And the the part of that that he's here to educate us about today is the convergence between his real estate investing business and his online expertise. He's written several books that you can get through to get to from uh, the WMKV webpage uh, by Amazon.com. Go to WMKV dot org mkvfm dot org and uh, click that Amazon button and you can search for some of uh, Ryan's books. Uh, he is also, uh, as I mentioned, a real estate investor and uh, is going to talk to us today about something that a lot of us don't want to hear, which is the world has gone online. But he's going to make it easy for us. 
Joining us from his home is Mr. Ryan Bush. Ryan, welcome to Real Life Real Estate. Hey there, Vina. How are you? I'm I'm good. I'm good. This is a scary you topic. Sound a little, you sound a little nervous. I am. This is, a, this is a scary topic for me because I know when I'm done with you today, you're going to have given me a list of 90 things that I already knew I should do but have not done because... <laughs> usually go with me. This is true. <laughs> yes, because you know, like like a lot of like a lot of folks who've been in the business for a lot of years, I I I cut my teeth back when classified ads in the newspaper were like the height of technology. And, sure, and it actually worked, right? <laughs> yes, yes, and 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 much has changed since then. And every time uh, we have a discussion about any sort of internet marketing, social media marketing, anything like that. The reaction tends to sort of be, oh my gosh, that sounds like so much work. And it, and it's all stuff I'm not familiar with. So one of the things that we're going to discuss today is how some of this can be easily outsourced. Yes, so, my favorite word. Yes, so all you folks who have been avoiding the 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 thing that you know you need to do, which is is get a strong, consistent online presence you don't have an excuse in a worldwide labor market where there's lots of people who can do this stuff for you and at much less money than you think. But let's begin at the beginning, Ryan, with your real estate career. Let's let's talk about, you know, how long you've been doing this, what, what do you get what, what did you get started and what kind of deals do you actually do to give people some background? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um first of all, thanks a lot for having me on, Vina. I really appreciate it. Um this is, you know, exciting for me. I'm uh, originally from Ohio, uh, believe it or not. Grew up, uh, born and raised in Columbus, down there. Go Buckeyes. <laughs> um, moved to uh, to Florida in, uh, during high school. My mom picked me up, moved me right in the middle of high school uh, from Columbus, the suburbs, Upper Arlington, Ohio, if any of you are familiar with that. Very, uh, very nice, clean-cut, um, well-educated suburbs. And we moved to a tiny little swamp town in in North Florida, outside of Tallahassee, so it was uh, definitely culture shock for me back then. But um, yeah, and 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 uh, so spent most of my life in Florida, about half of my life now at this point in Florida. Um, started real estate investing in 2006. Went to a seminar um, from you know a real estate guru, quick turn, quick turn real estate guru. Um, learned how to invest in. I, I really. And, and my market at the time was Tampa. Um, uh, short sales and foreclosures were, you know, the hot thing. Everybody was doing them. So 2006, I did my first real estate deal, which was a short sale. Um, I'll never forget it. It was I made $7,700. 77.16 uh, was the check I got exactly after about four months of work on a on a short sale. Um, it, it kind of fell into my lap. I happened to be working for HSBC at the time, uh, doing loss mitigation in their their sort of pre foreclosure department there. So, um, kind of had an in on some leads, and um, yeah, did my first deal it was a short sale. I did nothing but short sales for probably a year because that seemed to be what what everybody was doing back in 2006. And um, it was a lot of work. It was um, at the time I thought it was easy. That you know that $7,700 check absolutely changed my life. It it showed me that I could, you know, kind of create money out of thin air almost. You know, not thin air necessarily, but without having to go to a job and, and punch a clock and um, you know wait, you know, and get a check every two weeks or a week, whatever it was, and it just absolutely changed my life. So 
Um, I, I dove head in after my third real estate deal. I think I had made a grand total of, you know, maybe fifteen or, or eighteen thousand dollars. I quit my job and um, started focusing full time on real estate and in the Tampa area. And I, I was kind of at a, a really great uh, point down there in Tampa. Um, they were really uh, renovating the the Ebor City district down there, which is an old, you know, Cuban district. Um, that had kind of fell by the wayside, but the city was putting a lot of money uh, into renovating that whole area down there. And I, I made a lot of money going in doing short sales and, and wholesaling properties. Once I figured out what, what wholesaling was, that, you know, was another one of those turning points in my business where I was, whoa, wow, I don't have to, you know, work on these deals for four, six, eight months. And, you know, maybe one out of four of them would go through. I could just wholesale something and make a few grand and be out of it. Um, so I did did a ton of short sales, ton of wholesale deals, and pretty much every type of creative real estate deal that you could think of um, for those few years I was in Tampa. Uh, I actually got recruited uh, by you know one of the nation's top real estate investors and trainers to to come up to Jacksonville, Florida, um, to help run his business because I had you know started to make a name for myself in that in that Florida market. Um, and I, I sort of became a, a known as an automation guy. I, I was able to, to put my business on autopilot in Tampa pretty quickly. I, I was always been a, a fairly tech-savvy guy, um, always able to, to leverage outsourcing, you know, that word that you used earlier, because, you know, I'm not the, the brightest guy when it comes to, uh, you know, building websites or, or leveraging this technology, but I know how to, to find the people and put the people around me who are brilliant in, in those aspects. And so, you know, very early on, I learned the power of outsourcing, um, kept my business going in Tampa, moved to Jacksonville and worked alongside, you know, one of the top real estate investing businesses in Florida for a number of years. And it was just absolute, you know, invaluable experience. Um, you know, that, that brings me to where I am now. I know a couple of years ago, I uh, decided to leave Florida. Um, I, I started uh, focusing more on the Internet marketing side of things. I really liked um, what that brought and the challenges that it gave me. Um, I have, you know, a, a syndrome that, that many of you and, uh, you know, us probably have, especially as real estate investors and, and entrepreneurs. I have uh, entrepreneurial ADD, and I can't just let an idea, you know, pass me by without, you know, giving it a shot of some sort. So um, I, I kind of launched this this online marketing agency, an advertising agency where we would do web design and, and um, you know media buying and, and digital advertising for for small and medium sized businesses. Uh, and I saw I moved to San Francisco about three years ago as an opportunity to for me to really grow that business um, and and connect with some really great things and and the environment that's going on out here with the tech industry and. So about two and a half years ago, I picked up with my uh, my amazing girlfriend and my little cat, Kenny. We moved across the country to San Francisco, where I live now, um, and I, I run uh, a full-time real estate business in Tampa and, and some in Jacksonville as well, where I have people on the ground. I get the focus doing what I do uh, best, which is which is marketing. I have strategic partnerships in place where, where people handle most of the day-to-day -day transactions as far as the acquisitions and selling goes. And I get to be out here, you know, doing the marketing for those businesses, also taking on some consulting roles uh, and advisory roles with some technology startups out of Silicon Valley. And uh, things have just really been great. And none of it ever would have happened if I had never gotten that first real estate check and, and kind of found my, my entrepreneurial calling there. 
Excellent. And when we come back from the break, we are going to dive into the real estate investor meets the online world issue. We're also going to take listener calls and questions at 877-772-9658 or via our website at askvina.com. If you have any questions about anything that you've heard about social media marketing, internet marketing, web marketing, your own website, uh, whatever, don't wait for me to ask Ryan the question, okay? Because I might not get around to it. Give us a call at 877-772-9658 or send us an email by going to our website at askvina.com. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I am your host, Vina Jones-Cox. My guest today is Ryan Bush, who has sort of the unusual set of experience of being both someone who has done the day-to-day kind of hands-on stuff of real estate investing, and also of being able to move much of that online or out to folks who uh, do that work while he focuses more on the marketing side of it. And of course, when we're talking about the marketing side in this case, uh, we are talking about online marketing. And, uh, you know, Ryan, I think the first the first thing that we need to maybe address with listeners is what what part does that online thing play? I mean, are you an advocate that all you need to do is online marketing? Because I know that there's a lot of people who kind of advocate the opposite, like... All I do is direct mail, and yeah, I put ads on Craigslist, and that's all I need. So so let's talk about why f- folks who are in real estate in whatever capacity need to be online and w- how it fits in sort of the bigger picture of their marketing. Oh, absolutely. Um, well, first of all, I don't think – you can probably get by just exclusively online, and you could probably get by exclusively offline – but when you combine the two of them is where you really start to see the magic happen. Um, you can't, you know, you can only really get to a certain level of automation when you're doing everything offline. When you start to com- uh, combine the power of technology that's available uh, to us today, um, you know, with, you know, traffic driving online, but also using some of these offline methods such as direct mail, um, you know, bandit signs, you know, wrapping your car uh, you know, with with your information, using all that stuff and feeding it to the web, and then letting the web become sort of your machine and and do these automation things for you. I mean, that's where the, the magic really starts to happen. It's you know, having a web presence, it does just so many different things for you. One, it gives you instant credibility. Um, nowadays, most people are going to ask you, "What's your website?" They want to do. They want to vet you out a little bit. They want to know a little bit about you before they're going to do business with you. Especially coming in as a as a creative real estate investor, um, you know, we're definitely more mainstream than we were, you know, ten years ago, twenty years ago, you know, even five years ago. It's become a more accepted method of doing business. But people still want to know more about you. They want to be able to go to the web. They want to, you know, find, uh, read if there's reviews about you somewhere, check out your website, check out your social media profiles. Um, it's just going to give you that, that credibility and ease, um, you know, potential seller or potential buyer's mind that you're a real legit business. You're not hiding behind anything, that you're out there on the web. You've got your information there. You've got testimonials out uh, of people that you've done business with in the, in the, future, in the past. Um, and, and it just could be huge for your business. It's also going to give you um, multiple ways to be contacted. You know, like I alluded to earlier, people 
don't always want to just pick up the phone and call you right away, especially when you're dealing with motivated sellers or distressed sellers that could be in uh, you know, a situation that they, they may not be the most proud of. They could be slightly embarrassed of the situation that they're in. They don't want to just pick up the phone and start asking questions. They'd rather, you know, go and look up online and, and try to figure out a way that they can help themselves by reading some material on a website. That's why I always suggest, you know, websites have an FAQ section on the website and address, you know, all of these potential sellers and buyers' concerns right there on your website and let the website do the selling for you. And, um, you know, and these, these, these websites and, and your Internet presence, it's, it's also going to be the best employee that you ever have. You know, this, it, it works tirelessly for you around the clock, 24-7, 365 days a year, never calls in sick. You know, you don't have to worry about paying insurance or, uh, you know, or workman's comp or anything like that. Um, it's, it's an absolute necessity in, in today's day and age where more and more people those you know those those forms of media still work the newspaper television radio they still work don't get me wrong but they're used um in in most part to feed the web you know you're sending people to your website sending people to your social media profiles to find out more information about you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now the other kind of piece of this that i think people get confused about or or they they when they are online they tend to focus on one piece of their business and all of all of us have at least two pieces to our business we have to buy deals and we have to do something with them (laughs) we either have to sell them or rent them or or something you know buying buying a great deal in itself does not make you money there's some customer at the at the back end as well so in in those realms of finding the deal versus finding the buyer or the renter or the whatever uh are those treated differently in your world i mean do you have do, first of all do you do you do both things online and secondly do you for instance have maybe a different pattern and profile and 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 social media setup and website for the incoming sellers than you would for the incoming buyers or renters, the incoming users? Um, y- yes. For the, for the most part, we do sort of separate our messages online. We have um, what we call, uh, you know, in, in the industry, squeeze pages. Um, we have separate squeeze pages targeting our mo- motivated sellers. So, uh, and, and kind of what I mean by that is, so we have a separate page that's within our, within our website. We have our main website, that's sort of our hub. It has, you know, all the information. We'll have our properties on there. It'll talk a little bit about we buy, we sell. Um, it kind of has everything as our main sort of, if you will, corporate type of branding website. But within that website, we have squeeze pages that are targeting different types of sellers specifically um, depending on the marketing that we're doing. So if we're doing marketing campaigns for people in foreclosure, we'll have a a, uh, or people facing foreclosure will have a, a page set up on the website that we drive that particular traffic to that's speaking only to them. So we'll have a video on that page that's talking only to them. We'll have, you know, the, the, the copy that's on the page is, is talking specifically to someone who's in foreclosure uh, because we get higher conversions that way. You know, if we just have a broad sort of we buy houses type of page, 
our conversions drop dramatically if we if we're if we do a direct mail campaign or if we do a, a Google AdWords campaign or, or whatever it may be. If we're if we're if we're targeting somebody specifically in a, a certain type of situation, the language on that website is going to talk uh, to them specifically uh, because on the web you've only really got you know a few seconds to capture somebody's attention once they land on your website. So you need to make sure that you're hitting them. Um, with the proper message right off the bat. And so that's going to be your, you know, the headline that you have right on the website, you know, attention, are you in foreclosure, you know, wh whatever it may be, uh, the video that you're using, the, the opt-in box that you're using to collect their name and email address and phone number, all of that needs to, to speak um, specifically to them. And, you know, to go back to the first part of your question, as far as do we um, do different types of sort of marketing for sellers and buyers and uh, yeah, we do. To, to be honest with you, finding sellers, uh, motivated sellers specifically, the, the type of sellers that we want to do business with as, as creative real estate investors is a little bit more challenging than, than finding the buyers and renters. It, it definitely can be done, but it's all about the sheer volume of the marketing tactics that, that you're doing. Um, you just You need to be everywhere. You need to be you know, posting on places like uh, Craigslist and Backpage in their in their real estate wanted sections and their real estate services sections, uh, where people looking to sell a house might might look. Um, we do things like we have virtual assistants go into Craigslist and Backpage and and other of these classified listing sites. We have a virtual assistant go in, you know, daily send out a, 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 a template type email to every single new listing that pops up, um, you know, offering our services. Um, you know, we set up Google AdWord campaigns where you can, you know, target certain key phrases that people type in, type into Google, like, um, you know, how to sell my house for sale by owner or sell my house without a realtor, or real estate investment companies, you know, key phrases like that. Um, you know, we have, we're not as mainstream as realtors are. So a, a majority of the internet traffic and more majority of the searches being done um, you know, on the internet for, for people looking to sell their house, they are looking for realtors. So we do have to get a little bit more creative with what we do um, to, to find those people, but it absolutely can be done. And then as far as finding the buyers and renters, oh my gosh, it's, it's, um, you, can, you can flood your business with buyers and sellers on the internet um, with a, just a ton of free tactics by using, you know, Craigslist, obviously, uh, places like Postlets, uh, dot com that'll syndicate your properties all over the internet. Uh, Facebook, I, you know, I could talk about Facebook strategies all day long, um, and, and, and YouTube videos. There's just, just so many different methods that we can use um, to target these buyers and sellers um, very, very easily. But, but like I said earlier, uh, uh, motivated sellers are, are a little bit more difficult to track down, but but most certainly can be done. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now you just said something very interesting that I think represents a leap forward in maybe how web folks like yourself think about web marketing to sellers. In the past, what we have been told and taught is kind of a single do-it-all website or squeeze page for motivated sellers. Uh, it, it's sort of sort of like an online bandit sign, right? You can't you can't say very much on a bandit sign. You can't say uh, on the same bandit sign. I buy estates. I buy foreclosures. I buy junkers. You can't. You know. You only just have a very short message to use. 
and what you just said is very interesting to me because it that it's more of the direct mail philosophy of target particular kinds of sellers with particular kinds of messages. So absolutely, that's 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 very. Uh, I have to say, you know, I'm not super plugged into the the internet community, obviously, because I'm afraid you guys just give me more and more work to do. But that I have not heard that before. No, it it will dramatically increase the amount of responses that you get if you speak directly to your audience. So yes, on on every website that you know that I put up in whatever market that that I'm working in, yes, we have our generic "we buy houses" sort of page, um, and it will have you know a video, just a, a sort of a generic video talking about all the different scenarios you could possibly be in, and the copy below the video will talk about all the specific. Um, all the different scenarios you could be in that would, you know, make you want to sell your house as a motivated seller. Um, but when you're actually, you know, spending money um, or, or not even spending money, but just driving traffic to your website via, you know, whether it's a Google AdWords campaign or, or whether you've gotten your, you know, your website to rank, you know, at the top of Google for a particular keyword, say, uh, you know, how to avoid foreclosure in, in Cincinnati, Ohio. You know, if somebody clicks on that link on Google on how to avoid foreclosure in Cincinnati, Ohio, they don't want to go to a page uh, on a website that's just generic about we buy houses. They want to be educated and spoken to about their particular situation. So, yeah, we set up different pages um, that speak directly to all of those different scenarios, you know, bankruptcy, divorce, uh, foreclosure. Anytime we're going after a particular keyword online or, or a direct mail campaign offline, that we're targeting a, a specific list that we've purchased or rented, um, we always send them to a page on our website that talks directly to them to keep their attention when they're there and hopefully get them to take some sort of action once they've landed on our website. Very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, we need to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the very basic stuff you guys out there in listener land need to do to get started on the web and how to get other people to do that for you at very reasonable costs. Uh, you're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing. Uh, our numbers here in the studio are 772-9658 if you're here in the greater Cincinnati area, 877-772-9658 if you're listening to us on the interweb or you can send us an email by going to our website at askvina.com. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Vina Jones-Cox. My guest today is Ryan Bush, internet expert, real estate marketing expert, and by the way, one of the featured speakers at the 2014 OREA National New Strategy Summit. You guys should have marked your calendar by now for this. It is November the 6th, 7th, 8th, and 9th here in Cincinnati. It's at the Great Wolf Lodge and Water Park. And we are only a couple of weeks away now from your chance to grab a seat while supporting public radio here on Real Life Real Estate. But the important thing is don't plan anything else for those four days. You need to be here in Cincinnati. You need to get an hour and a half in front of Ryan where he's got an organized presentation where I'm not interrupting him all this time with my silly Luddite website questions. And uh, you need to get the chance to talk to him and hang out with him during the uh, three-day presentation because 
uh, he will be around and, you know, you will have specific questions that you want to know about your site and whatnot, and he'll be around to answer those as well. So mark the calendar, November 6, 7, 8, and 9, you're going to be in Cincinnati and Ryan and 14 other national experts will be there as well, not to mention 700 of your colleagues, which is also a lot of fun. So Ryan, um, let us say that we're talking to those folks who they kind of know that they should be doing this, but they have done nothing. They've done zero to get started on online marketing. What is the number one thing that they need to go out and do? Um, well, <laughs> that's a complicated I, question. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well first, I, you definitely need a website of some sort. You need some sort of a hub that you can drive people to that will let you create an automation machine around it. So you, you need a website. You need, um, you know, and it doesn't have to be anything fancy if you don't want it. To. You just need some sort of way. There's, there's all kinds of, you know, free places now out there with, with WordPress and Wix and Weebly and, you know, all these places where you can, you can get a website set up. Um, you know, a basic page, at least for you to, to, to send people to, um, to put your business information up online. Um, at the very least, at least get some social media profiles out there, a, a Google page, um, you know, a Facebook page, um, you know, a, a, a LinkedIn page. you you got to have those things in place. So, you know, the first thing is, is definitely you need, you know, some, some good converting websites. Um, and, you know, and I, and I could go into, you know, what a converting website entails, you know, if you'd like me to. Um, after, you, after you get a website up of some sort, you need traffic, you know, and there's a million ways to, to send traffic to a website that I could discuss. And then, you, you know, and then you need a follow-up system. So, with, you know, really you need those three components in place to have some sort of um, success online. So a good converting website, traffic, and then a follow-up system, you know, and in, in, in the days when I first started, and, and, and gosh, you know, I've only been doing it since 2006, and I know, you know, Vina, you've probably been doing it much longer, and, and many others that have been doing it much longer than I have. Um, you know, when I first started, my follow-up system was literally an accordion file um, in my desk that said, all right, I talked to this seller on this day, um, you know, on, on, uh, in, in August. Um, I'm, they said no today, but I'm going to put them in my September um, file and follow up with them again in a month. Nowadays, there's so many different tools that you can use to automate your follow up with, you know, autoresponder email services and text messaging services. Um, that you know, we we can use technology to do that follow up stuff for us and to manage that follow up for us. Um, so really, I would say it's three things. I know you, I know you asked for one, but <laughs> I'll give you three: the web, uh, good converting websites, some traffic, and then you need a follow up system in place. And I do want to go back and, and discuss some of those things like what is a good converting website. I'm not sure that we will be able to go into a million ways to sure. uh, drive traffic. But uh, before that, I want to jump forward because I think that you you just said something that people have heard before and that they know and that scares them. I don't understand how to, he just said it's free and it's easy, but I'm so technologically backwards. I, every time I even open up Facebook, I don't understand how it works. There are a lot of people who are experts at this for whom it truly is easy, who charge 
sometimes ridiculously small amounts of money to do the setup and management of this. So let's 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 talk about that first so that we can assure people that what we're going to talk about next is not going to fall onto their already full laps. Sure. Yeah. No, you can if you know if um you know setting up a uh, you know a Facebook page or you know creating a YouTube channel or uploading a YouTube channel uh you know a video to your YouTube channel if any of that kind of stuff you know scares you you know who should you ask? You know you should probably ask your kids. You know to do <laughs> do little stuff like that because that's you know what they've been raised to do. And you know what if if you don't have kids, um, you know go ask your neighbor's kids or, or you know hang out at a bus stop somewhere or something like that. There's kids all over the place. Go find one and they'll, they'll help you do those kinds of things. Man, I'm not sure but, about hanging out at the bus stop looking for kids. I'm not. I'm just I'm, I'm just kidding. I don't I don't condone <laughs> hanging out at bus stops. That could be a little creepy. Um, but um, so so things like that, social media is is very simple to do. And if you don't have anybody that's um, you know technically inclined uh, in your inner circle, then there are so many just virtual assistant um, outsourcing type of websites out there where you can get a lot of this done for you. You can get you know people to set up a, a basic website for you. You can get people to set up your Facebook fan page or your Google page for you. Um, and when I say Google page, I mean a Google business page, Google local type of page, um, or to create a YouTube video and send it for you. You know, there's there's websites out there that I use a lot. Um, Odesk.com is one of them. Fiverr.com uh, is a great one. Fiverr is a place where you can go and get people to do things for five bucks, like set up a, a Facebook fan page for you or do some graphics for you for your website. Um, you know, there, there's so many of these at our fingertips nowadays where people from all over the world – you know, you can hire people, um, you know, for if you want to go outside of the United States to do things like this for as little as, you know, $2 an hour to do things like that for you or within the United States for much cheaper uh, than you would for actually hiring somebody in-house to come into your office every day. We live in, in such a virtual world right now um, where you can literally have a team of, of people all around the world, experts in different aspects of your, your business, doing work for you, um, for much cheaper than it would be uh, to get to get started, you know, uh, you know, just a few years ago, where you had to hire to have an office and you know a full building, bring people in, um, you know, and, and pay them, um, you know, office type of wages. Um, thing, things are different now, guys. Mm-hmm. And importantly, if you if you know what you want, you don't ha- know, and and you get the right person, you don't have to know what you're doing at all. You, you don't have to explain to somebody who's got a profile on one of these VA websites that says, what I do is I set up and manage social media stuff. You don't have to tell them anything other than this is what my business is and this is how I how I you know like it to appear and so on. And they will do everything else. Entrepreneurs tend to have this problem where we, we, we're just certain that we're better than everybody else at everything and so we have to learn this stuff in order to even supervise somebody doing it and that's just not the case so uh, if you go onto one of these uh, VA type websites and there's dozens and dozens and dozens of them and just search through what services the VAs are already offering many of them say what I do is I manage your online image or I will set up a website or I will uh, upload things to YouTube. I mean, it's literally already a job that someone is doing that you can get done. So let's not panic about that. Uh, now, back to 
this idea of a good converting website because I think that's I think that's very important and it's something that if if you took web training about your real estate business 15 years ago this was not a component of it the idea 15 years ago was have something out there that's pretty and static and people will come to it and then they will be so impressed because you're on the web that they will call you or fill out your lengthy form or whatever and that has totally changed in in the last decade uh, to this idea of the website needs to convert in very specific ways. So let's talk to us about what that is and what it means. Sure, absolutely. So um, by convert, I mean when a visitor comes to your website, um, that's not a conversion. That's that's a, a that's a visitor. So you know, and you could get you know a thousand visitors, but maybe only get a hundred, two hundred, maybe three of three hundred of those people to actually convert. And by convert, you, you want them to take whatever your most desired action is. We, in the business, we call that the MDA, the most desired action. So every website, every page, that's the first thing you need to think about. What is my MDA? What's my most desired action? Is it to get them to fill out this form? Do I want them to give me their name and email address? Do I want them to give me all the information about their, pro, uh, their, their property? Do I want them to, you know, pick up the phone and call me? Whatever it is, your website needs to be designed around that MDA. So, um, you know, some things that help, you know, increase conversions, because like I said earlier, you really only have, you know, probably somewhere around five seconds or so to capture somebody's attention once they land on your website, because their finger is on the mouse, ready to hit the back button as soon as they clicked on your link, because they're, they're you know, in their mind, they're programmed to, oh, oh this sucks, I'm going to go back to the, to the last, uh, you know, last page I was on and, and find something different. So you really need to capture their attention. And to do that, there are a couple of key components that we do for every single website that I set up, no matter what industry we're in. You know, as part of my web design and web development business, we've, you know, we've done um, websites for hundreds of different industries, and they all follow this same sort of simple philosophy. Um, one, you need to have your opt-in box. Um, so that's the box where you're asking for the information. You're asking for their name, their email address, phone number, whatever, whatever fields that you uh, deem necessary for that page. Um, you need to make sure that that, um, you know, a video if you're using it, your, uh, your most important uh, web copy, so the, the, the copy that you're using as far as your headline or, you know, bullet points that you want them to see, all of that stuff needs to be above the fold. And by above the fold, that's a, it's an old newspaper term that they used to use. They put all their best stories and headlines, you know, before you had to open the newspaper, you know, before that fold. So it's it's really before, you know, when we translate that to web-based language, it's before they have to scroll down uh, on their computer. So you want it all hitting them right in the face, the opt-in box, a, a great headline to capture their attention that's talking specifically to them. Um, other information you want to have is your contact information. So generally on, on almost every website we put up, we put our contact information, a phone number, an email address in the top right-hand corner, usually in the header area because the header remains a, a static image for, for the most part, and that will carry over to every single page of the website. So having that contact, you don't want people to have to, you know, just dig, uh, you know, through multiple pages of the website to be able to pick up the phone and, and call you or, or to shoot you an email address. Uh, or to shoot you an email. Um, so having that information uh, you know, readily available and visible is extremely important. Also nowadays, especially over these last couple of years, making sure that your website is mobile friendly is extremely important. 
Um, there's so many in, in, in real estate, uh, in many real estate websites are, are antiquated nowadays, um, which, you know, should give a lot of you guys hope. Real estate is one of those industries, believe it or not, that's still a little bit behind when it comes to technology. Um, and when it comes to, to, to making sure that, uh, you know, everything is up to date with these, these new, the new web sort of rules that are happening out there. So any website you put up, make sure it comes up, you know, great on a mobile device. It's, you know, the only, uh, only device that we take to bed with us every night. Um, you know, over 50% of searches being done for, for real estate related searches are being done on an iPad or, or an iPhone or, or smartphone of some sorts. So make sure that your, your, your website's not coming up, you know, all funky with, you know, images, you know, misplaced covering text and things like that. Um, so those are, you know, some of the key components that we make sure that every single website has. And the last one I would tell you is, is to make sure that it's socially shareable, meaning you have a Facebook like button, a tweet, a tweet this button or a LinkedIn share button on your website. So on every page of your website, because you never know when somebody likes that, that's going to show up, you know, on their Facebook feed where they're, you know, 100 or 500 of their so-called friends will see it, and you, your message could really go viral that way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And again, there are people out there for whom what you just said is really easy. This is not sure. adding adding a adding a Facebook button to the to to a website is not a six hour job that it's going to take cost you six hundred dollars to have somebody do. Uh, it's for for folks who are into this trained in this that is 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 very simple and there's a lot of those folks out there available for hire at uh, rates that are a whole lot less than you make. Uh, per hour as a real estate investor. Uh, we're going to go to some questions that we've received here via our website at askvina at gmail.com. This one is from JC in Las Vegas. He says, uh, Ryan, I've heard that the text message market is now an important part of building and reaching our customer lists. Does this apply to us as real estate investors? And where would we start to capture the information correctly, follow up and drive traffic to our sites? Absolutely. Text message marketing is, is like almost imperative at this point. Um, I like to capture name, phone number, and email address on every single website that I put up um, for the text message marketing purposes. Now, the FCC has put out some new regulations, or FCC or S FTC, whatever, FCC. one of those, <laughs> those three-letter uh, uh, companies out there that monitor everything we do. Um, new regulations with text messaging, so you have to, you know, look up your local laws, make sure that you're you're compliant with the disclosures on your website that you know you may be following up with these people via text message. But there's lots of services out there um, that will allow you to capture the information uh, on your website uh, and then put them into a follow-up sequence uh, to text them. And it's absolutely important because you know you can get somebody's email address, which is great, but and, you know, if you're getting 30% of your email list to actually open your emails, you're doing fantastic. With text messages, I mean, the, the open rate is, is astronomical. I mean, it's, it's as close to 100% as just about anything else you can get. 
I mean, think about it. When's the last time you didn't check a text message that you got? Um, so yeah, having a having a um, you know a, a list of people that you can send text to, uh, as long as you're following all the rules that are in place now, you have to give them options to opt out on every single text that you send, uh, clear disclosures on your website and things like that. But yeah, there's there's tons of services out there. Um, you know, you could just Google text message marketing service, um, and you, you'll have a ton of them come up. But Yes, please, please incorporate it in everything you do, especially for for the selling side of your business. Uh, when you're building a buyer's list, anytime you have a new property, not only do you hit them with uh, you know an email message that goes out, you hit them with a text message that goes out. Uh, you can get them on Facebook with new properties. You know, we, we have we're, 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 our, our time is you know split up across all these different platforms nowadays that are that are just there to suck all of our time. So you need to make sure that you're trying to hit your list of people in as many ways as possible. Mm -hmm. And I've seen some fairly brilliant use of uh, text messages in the realtor community that are not, uh, they're not, they're not spammy. That's probably not the right word to use for a text message. But, uh, you know, I've seen, I've seen uh, uh, signs now in, 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 for sale signs in people's front yards that say for information, text to XYZ. There you go. And then it immediately pops back like a picture of the property, interior photos, and the the really interesting one that I I know about this because I actually texted the word to the number. Um, sure. They've had two price drops since then, and I've gotten texts about both of the price drops. That's great. And that's I mean yeah. that, that that's that's kind of that's kind of genius, you know. I mean, how else are you going to know that you got the message out that the price has dropped on your retail deal? to to the the people who saw it the first time and maybe didn't call because they thought the price was too high. So, uh, good question, JC. Thank you very much. Uh, Question here from Bill in Cincinnati. He says, I've heard and heard and heard that the most important thing is to get your website on page one in Google. Do you have any secrets for doing that beyond the ordinary? Well, um, yes. It does help to get your website into page one of Google. So, um, getting, you know, the the term for getting your your website or web page to page one in Google is actually called SEO or or search engine optimization. And it's basically the the process of of telling Google what your website is about at a glance. And there's two places you do that. You do that in the title of your website. So you have a title. Um, you know, every website. The first thing you do when you set it up, you need to title it something. Um, and that title should be something that people are searching for. Um, you know, generally people aren't searching for your company name. You know, sometimes maybe you do want to rank in, in, in Google for your company name, but most of the time you're going to want to rank for something like real estate for sale in your city name or homes for sale in your city name. So titling your website or your web page, you know, it could be a blog post or various pages on your website. Titling it something that people are searching for is very, very important. And the way you can find out what people are searching for is, is Google gives you a free tool. Just go to Google and type in um, keyword tool, or I'm sorry, it's called keyword planner. Just go to Google, type in keyword planner. They, they have a free tool that they give you. They sh- you just type in, you know, you could just type in real estate in your city name. And it will give you a whole list of hundreds of other related keywords that people type into Google every single day, tell you how many times a month it's searched, the competition level that you're going to have to deal with, and all that. So getting your website to number one in Google has a lot to do with the content 
and the placement of those particular keywords on your website. So the title and then um, you know also the content on that page needs to have these, these keywords and then also the description of your website uh, needs to have these particular keywords as well. And, and again, it's, you know, I, I don't want to confuse any of you or to get, you know, too deep into to SEO, you know, discussions. SEO can be really complicated and confusing and intimidating for some. Um, but it's, it's really, you know, just about as simple as making sure that you have the proper keywords that people are searching for in your area placed in the proper places. Very good. And sadly, we are out of time for today's show, but happily... Our listeners will have another chance to talk to you, Ryan, at the 2014 National New Strategy Summit here in Cincinnati, sponsored by OREA. More information about that coming up here on WMKV in a couple of weeks. Thank you very much for your time, Ryan. Uh, I know I personally learned a lot, and I hope listeners did as well. We'll be Thank back. you so much. I really appreciate it. We'll be back next week with more information to put you on the path to financial independence through real estate investing. Until then, happy investing. Happy investing.